you have suffered the loss of a child, you will know that the pain, emptiness and longing changes you. This is Viloma, hosted by Jean van den Berg. Jean is a social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. And through this series, she hopes to let parents who have lost a child know that they are not alone. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? Good morning, Kathleen. I'm very well, and it is very good to have a talk again this morning. Yes, John, absolutely. So, John, over the past few episodes, we've discussed the feelings, the processes that parents go through when they lose a child that they've had in their life, be it a baby, a toddler, or an adult child. But something we should address is a miscarriage, because a miscarriage is also a loss. There was the possibility of life, and it is something very difficult that a woman goes through when she when she is in her pregnancy and she loses the baby, the potential of a child. So, John, give me your perception of a miscarriage, what it means, um, how it affects a woman, everything from your perspective. Yes, Kathleen, this is very, uh, very dear to me and, and close to me because uh, this is the unspoken and unrecognized loss. It is also a loss that so many women deal with. I am not a, a physician or very good on the statistics, but I do know that it was at one time, and maybe it's more now, about one out of four pregnancies do fail to become a full-term pregnancy. That means a miscarriage. And a miscarriage means that you lose your baby, the live baby, in embryo, and you give up the hope and the plans for this baby, uh, the body does not keep the embryo and grow the embryo. And that is the sad realization and experience of so many mothers. The possibility of having a baby, even if it's very early in the pregnancy or maybe a bit later in the pregnancy, there's immediately a connection between the mother and this unborn embryo. Yes, I can understand that. Can I share something with you, Jean? You're welcome. Thank you, Kathleen. Um, in 2012, I fell pregnant. And we had been trying for a while. And I'm sure you know, you know, women, we get excited. You're planning, you count your days and everything. And then the minute that you that you're late and you think you're going to have your, you know, you might be pregnant, you go and you take a pregnancy test. And I was on the four weeks and my pregnancy test came back as positive. And I was so excited and I shared the news with my husband and my friends, my family, and it was all very public. And the very next day I started bleeding and I went to the hospital and the doctors or the, the lab took um, the HCG test. And there wasn't even the pregnancy hormone in my body. And it was extremely difficult for me to understand because I thought I had been pregnant. Why is my body not showing the rest of it? Was it a false positive? Was something else going on? And it was only months after that that I actually went to a doctor. And the doctor said to me, it's something called a chemical pregnancy. So it's the start of a pregnancy. The pregnancy starts to develop and your body starts 
giving off, you know, the correct chemicals to give you a positive pregnancy test, but the pregnancy wasn't viable. And this is actually one of the reasons why I advise you not to test early because your body needs to work through that. And for me personally, I, I had a miscarriage after that as well. So I've had two miscarriages, but that. The second miscarriage, there was a confirmation of the pregnancy. There was a blood test. I was monitored. It also, sadly, at six weeks, ended in a miscarriage. But I've been able to deal with that because there had been a confirmation of the pregnancy and then a confirmation of the loss. But with the first miscarriage, I still have some underlying unresolved issues around that because I don't know. I don't know if I was pregnant or not. So it's I can't move through the grief process like you would say. Yeah, you know, uh, Kathleen, with your own personal experience, it also um, shows us that how much this affects a woman. Emotionally, physically, it affects you and it stays with you. It's not something that you forget. It's not something that you just can... uh, uh, just leave it or yeah or, mm. or, or ignore because it's part of you and it is as I say that is why there are so many women walking with this and they don't know how to handle it because there's no recognition mm. and this is the big thing with a miscarriage is when it goes unrecognized then you cannot grieve appropriately and probably that was also the doubt that you had on the first pregnancy. It is as if you are not even acknowledging yourself that you are going through a loss. You are more than looking at the physical signs and you wonder what is happening in your body, but you did not acknowledge it as this loss because you didn't know if you have a loss at the end. But if we do not grieve properly, It is not possible to work through what seems unreal and we cannot mourn in isolation. So when you have the confirmation of the pregnancy that you had in the second time, then the reality develops. Mm. And um, it is also true that many times at first when we uh, have this hint that there might be a pregnancy, we keep it private in the first few weeks, a warm secret. But as the weeks pass, a mutual anticipation grows. And the joy of happiness is when we share it. And that is what is so special about the starting weeks of a pregnancy. We want to share it. We already change physically and psychologically. Yes. Yes. And we start immediately to prepare especially when this is a a pregnancy that we are looking forward to and we planned for. And then we start that and then the miscarriage happens and it feels like all is lost because we already started preparing. Our body started preparing and our emotion as a mother started preparing. And you know, Jean, in, in South Africa, if you're pregnant and you lose your baby before 26 weeks, it's still considered a miscarriage. It's not even considered a stillbirth. It's only after 26 weeks it's considered a stillbirth. Before that, they call it medical waste. That's right. And then I look at myself and I think, 
I knew for one day, I knew for one day, I've been planning it, I knew for one day, am I better off that it was only for one day? You know, you sit in this position, it's different for all people. Everyone experiences loss. Mine is not more than yours and yours is not more than mine. Yes. But imagine going through that. You you have the tummy, You all these hormones are flooding. You've started preparing the nursery, all these things. You have a name picked out. You know the agenda of your baby. You have so many dreams about this child. And up until 26 weeks, yeah. the country doesn't even recognize it as you've had, a, you know, it's your baby. That's right. That is, to me, extremely sad. Yeah, it's very sad. There is a new law passed now, Kathleen, that you can have the, uh, you can choose to have the fetus and, and get a the burial. Yes. Yes. Um, that there was quite uh, many years of working towards that. And I think it was granted about two years ago. Um, that's true. But there are still a, a very, very little recognition about what is happening with you as a woman. That is unfortunate. Mm. Um, it feels like you are not allowed to have these feelings. And mm. if you don't acknowledge for yourself and work through it as a grief, you might be feeling you do not have the right to mourn because it wasn't shown or as with you were the first one, you're not 100% sure. It mm. feels as if you are just hanging in the air. On your own. And yeah. you need the participation of your spouse or your partner and your family uh, in this time, but they are ignorant or they don't know how to to handle it. Mm. That is the other part. It is like all the losses that we have talked about in the previous podcasts. The absolutely fact that you are feeling lost, alone. Mm. And then you still have people who try to make you feel better by saying, well, it was early in your pregnancy. Or, you know, at least your baby wasn't born. Absolutely. You can have another one. You know, it's, and, and then the, the counter to that is how I've seen, um, because I know of some other people who've also experienced miscarriages, couples, where to try and protect their feelings, they would just take the position of, well, um, it wasn't a baby yet. It wasn't life yet. Even though we know it is. We know it's life. We know it's a baby. There's a heartbeat. Everything is developing. There's people who try and minimize and feelings. Yes, minimize by saying that, you know, we've experienced, I knew a couple who went through IVF and they've, they suffered multiple um, miscarriages and, and procedures that didn't work out. And the husband was just like, he said, until the day the baby is born, yes. that to me is not my child. It's my child the day it's born. Yes. And that's how he coped with yes. it. And People also don't understand that. Is how you can. How do you support your wife? How do you support if it's a woman? How do you go through that exactly. and try and Ex to try and protect yourself? It's, it's, yes. again, it's, it's, it's also a way know. of self protection, uh, Kathleen. Um, uh, the sense of isolation. Yes. Uh, when it seems as if no one else is grieving, that is what is making it so hard, because there's comments as you mentioned. You'll have another one. If you didn't even know the baby, mm. it's better that way. All of this indicate to you there's a lack of understanding, a lonely feeling, and this might leave you sad and angry, Kathleen, 
And, and it's also important mm. here that you are in need of as much information as possible. You need to talk this through with your medical practitioner, but also have a support so that there is encouragement, there is understanding. And I think that is the biggest tragedy is this no understanding, no support. That is what makes you feel mm. I'm not validated. Nobody understands. So this this is important to to acknowledge for yourself and then also somebody close to you where you feel safe and that would not make this off as a nothing. That is important. You know, uh, Kathleen, um, when we talk about miscarriage, and yes, the miscarriage can be uh, at the beginning of the pregnancy. It can also be at later on in 16 weeks, 20 weeks, 26 weeks. That is still, and already then you might say maybe it's harder. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Any loss is hard. Any loss mm. is to be yes. recognized. Any loss needs to, you need to feel that sense of support and love and care. It doesn't matter yes. how far the pregnancy are. But depression and, and um, hormonal changes in a woman's body, because your hormones already right from the beginning starts changing. So all of this also plays a very big part in your feelings and in your emotions. So we must also recognize that there's a grieving period afterwards that also includes this feeling of pain, of loss, of depression, of not feeling good enough. Uh, all of this is important that we share it with someone, someone that makes us feel yes. safe. That is very important. We cannot talk to anybody about yes. it because the more rejection we hear from people that mm -hmm. makes it off as it's a nothing, it's better or things like that, it, it, it aggravates my, mm. my feelings of loss. So it's not only you who must acknowledge and work through the grief, yes. uh, but you need the participation of family members and of friends. If we look at what does the miscarriage represent to us, we look at the loss of proof of the ability to carry and nurture a fetus to full term. So there's a feeling of disappointment or also doubt. Inadequacy. In myself. There's a loss of trust in mm. my own body, Kathleen. Especially when it was so difficult to become pregnant and we don't know the cause of the miscarriage. Yeah. There are distressing misgivings, self-mistrust, and sometimes blame. And that's hard to deal with. Did I do something wrong? Was it now my fault? Yeah. Sometimes when we know the reason for the loss of the pregnancy, it does not allay the worries or the present uh, sense of failure. It's still, it's my body. Yeah. And Immediately, it is as if you mm. see so many other women pregnant. It's as if your your whole yes. being just acknowledged all around and everybody looks so happy and everybody 
ha- they have no problems. They they just uh, conceive and the baby grows and look at that. And you get a feeling of, can I say jealousy or feeling of I'm losing out? What's wrong with me? And also, I remember in my instance, I couldn't go to baby showers. I couldn't yes. be around those people. And and I, you sit with that sense of it hurts you because that, that could have been you. And you feel guilty as well because you can't celebrate yes. someone else's happiness. Yes. So we, we need to acknowledge that. We need to say, this is where I am now. But then we also need to know that this is not forever. It's like every loss that we work through. We will get to a point where we feel we have processed what has happened to me and we feel more at ease or more comfortable to share in somebody else's joy. But when it has just happened to me and I'm still working through my grieving process, we need to give ourselves the time and also the okay. I can for now just work on myself. It's all right for me now to mourn, to grieve, and not to put pressure on myself, Mm. to just push it aside, not acknowledge, because there's one thing that we need to know with grief. Grief that's not worked through stays. That is very important. So the mother's grief reactions, what are our grief reactions afterwards? Of course, there's shock. There's this desperate need to halt the process of separation and the grief. And that's not possible because it's suddenly, it is your rush to hospital or your doctor just Mm. sends you immediately for a scan. You are so busy to try and pray for this to not happen. And then you have this effect of disbelief and denial, particularly if you didn't see the fetus or it was just so suddenly. And then there's this belief in yourself that you're still pregnant, even after the doctor told you, now, I'm sorry, this pregnancy has been terminated. In your being, you still feel Mm. pregnant and you still search for the baby. That is a normal process. And it also might feel that you don't want to leave the hospital because if you leave, then this is now finished. Yes, yes. Yes. So we seesaw of emotions up and down. And then we have also to take into consideration, as I mentioned, the hormonal changes that takes place, the shock to your body. Mm And Kathleen, you know that one is extremely sensitive in those first time afterwards. Yeah, I remember with my um, with my second miscarriage. How yes, there was the loss when I lost the, the actual pregnancy, but seeing my body and feeling my body change back to not pregnant that that was actually yes. the most difficult part. Yes, it's as if it's walking with you. You are all the time uh, feeling Mm. different. And if you have repeated miscarriages, your sense of failure and your inadequacy will be stronger, particularly if you haven't Mm. had a baby 
to full term yet. You feel as if there's something wrong with me. And then, Jean, um, what's the most common symptoms that, you know, the mother's grief reactions or what's some of the behavior that she might show or feelings she's going through? The emotional feelings of want to cry all the time and to feel as if she doesn't want to be part of any conversations. Socially, she she distracts herself. Um, she feels as if she's not good enough. And this is here where your partner uh, needs to also come in and understand where you are. And that is so hard because the father who lost a baby has not experienced the intimacy of pregnancy and find it very difficult to empathize with you because they haven't been changed already. It's early on or it's later on. And they tend to, to grieve differently that we know, men and women. So your the mother's reactions might be confusing to the father. He might feel inadequate to help her. Or he doesn't know at all how to support her and give her the attention that she needs. Because that is what you need. You need to be comforted. You need to know that I'm not alone. You need to know that it's okay. I'm with you. Because you are doubting yourself, Kathleen. You are feeling you are not good enough. Or maybe I will never ha be able to have a child. It becomes a bit obs obsessive but with some women. And then it's also important to discuss this and, and with your medical practitioner and also with a counsellor if you feel that you don't have enough support. It is very important important because the, the men don't understand mm. the personality temperament and changes that we have and um, they also don't really grieve openly so they might not even mention it and then it feels to you as if they just ignore what happened so we have to in that also talk to each other and say what we need he doesn't know what I need, so I must tell him what he needs. So it puts a def definitely a strain on a relationship, and therefore it's important to take care uh, on, on this subject. At the same time, Jean, doesn't the husband also experience a loss, or the father of the baby? I remember, you know, my husband, he, he was actually offended that I was the only one who got the attention, and I was the only one who got the support. And he even went as far as I wasn't allowed to say that I had a miscarriage or I lost a baby. I had to say we. And he felt very, very lost, I think. He felt miss, what is that word? He felt like people missed it. They missed the fact that he was part of the process. It was his baby too. It was his dreams too. It was his. Yeah, he was pushed out yes. of this equation. That depends on every person. Uh, you know, there are men that just macho men and just uh, ignore and, and, and not talk about it. And then there are others. So this is where it's so important that the couple allow each other to grieve as they feel need to mm. and also accept that not everybody is the same. Yeah. Yes, of course, I do feel loss. And um, of course, they also 
need support. And that is where both of you, or with a small family support, or with whoever you feel safe with, needs to acknowledge this. Mm. But it is absolutely how the temperament is and how the background and the and the experiences of loss before in their lives also will now play a role in this. So, um, and the acknowledgement of your loss, uh, the expression of your grief, and allowing enough time to work through it, that is what is necessary for both of you to bring about the reintegration that you need to come to terms, to get to the acceptance, and to move through so that you can get to a point where you heal. Because that we have learned that all loss and all pain has a period where it gets softer, where we work through it, and where we get to acceptance. But this cannot happen if we just deny at all what has happened with us. Yeah. If we haven't acknowledged that we are going through loss, that is very important. Would you say that that is your that is your biggest advice to someone who has suffered a miscarriage is to not deny the loss and to actually work through their grief and the feelings of loss and the feelings of sadness and you know everything that happened with that? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we can have some rituals that also underline the reality of your loss. Uh, and that is a great help um, because with a miscarriage, we don't have the proof of a death such as a service or a burial. So you can have your own ritual. You name mm -hmm. your child, even if you don't know the sex. You could make a scrapbook with poems, an account of your experiences, keeping your journal and write down how you feel. You can write a letter to the little one. Mm. You can make pictures, whatever appeals to you. So you're going through and you give yourself the time on a daily basis at first and later on a weekly basis to just acknowledge what you feel and do what you feel will help you. So maybe you can plant a special shrub or a tree in his memory. So whatever you decide to do, share it with those close to you, those ones who will really listen to you, Kathleen, mm. and honor your short, the short life that was lived. Yes. And that is important because just ignore, just deny, just try to go on with your life because it's better that way. All of this takes away the process of going through the grief and get to the acceptance afterwards. Absolutely. Any parting thoughts, John? I just want to say to any mother and father who is currently going through this process, be soft on yourselves. Allow yourself to feel what you feel. Reach out for help if you feel that you cannot do it on your own. And do know that you will, in the future, find again peaceful feelings. You will find again happiness. And you will always remember this time. So do whatever you need to do for yourself. But do not deny if you feel I'm in a deep depression and I cannot get through it. 
that you will do it on your own. Reach out. You're so welcome to call me and we can have a video call or we can have a one-on-one session or send me an email, john at guidance2grow.co.za or visit my website, guidance2grow.co.za. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Viloma. Visit www.guidancetogrow.co.za to find out more about Jean van den Berg, social worker in private practice and life coach specializing in trauma and bereavement counseling. If you have lost a child and would like to connect with Jean, please email info at guidancetogrow.co.za and follow Guidance to Grow SA on Facebook.